We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions tied with the Arizona Cardinals 27-27. Yes, you did hear that correctly. The Detroit Lions tied with the Arizona Cardinals 27-27. What happened in this game? And most importantly, what happened in the fourth quarter? Is the season over? Find out on episode 40 of the Pride Podcast. Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 40 on the Blue Wire Network. And guys, the Lions did not win this game versus the Arizona Cardinals, but they did not lose. So what does that mean? It was actually a tie. And this is the first tie I've ever experienced, and it's for sure the first tie you both of you guys have ever experienced, because the last tie the Detroit Lions have been in was in 1984. So... Malcolm, let's just start it off with you because I don't want to start off in this podcast right now. I have a lot to say. What are your thoughts and reactions to this game? Because you said you had some stuff to say if the yeah. Lions did not win this game. So with this game, one thing one thing pointed out to me about this game, week one, is that um, you can never really go by what you see in the preseason. Um, in the preseason... Okay. I said their rushing defense is going to be awful. I said carry on will be able to run the ball on this team. I did say that if he gets 15 touches, he will get 100 yards guaranteed. Just based off what you know what they showed in week three, how you know Cooks just ran all over them in week three. But that rushing defense was a lot tougher than I think the Lions anticipated, and as far as what the fans anticipated, because last year they were ranked in the bottom of the league in, in, in rushing defense, but 
with those new linebackers, it looked like they did step it up. Now, besides that, for the first three quarters, their game. Well, I'm gonna say the first three quarters. The first three quarters, because I, you know, at the start of the fourth quarter, the score was still twenty twenty four to six. So for the first three quarters, that game was going exactly exactly how I said it will go in the last pod. I said that if you pressure if you pressure Kyler, he's gonna he's gonna be scrambling all over the place. He's not he's gonna be a little shaky. He's gonna be scared and he's gonna be off on his throws. I did say that in the last podcast. Um, and D- Detroit did that for the first three quarters. They played the game perfectly for the first three quarters. Matter of fact, Kyler Murray's stats going into the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray was nine for 26 for 70 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. He hmm. had four sacks with, for 30, 30 yards loss. He had one rush for six yards. He had a whopping QB rating of 27.4. That's going into the fourth quarter. Now, Detroit Lions took their foot off the gas pedal. And everything just shifted. And that's when they gave the team confidence. They gave Arizona Cardinals confidence. They felt like, hey, you know, we're in this game. That's That's what destroyed the momentum. And... I don't even want to talk about everything right now. I, I want to kick it off to Pierre. This is Pierre. What what did you see? <laughs> what what's some stuff that you seen in this game? All right. Well, we saw in the the first half of the game, the offense was moving. Stafford looked good. Hawkinson looked good. <clears throat> Galladay looked good. I mean, they looked good. There was one bad part. We'll talk about that later. But uh. They looked good, and then you get into the second half, all of a sudden they decide to run the ball when they couldn't run it in the first. I get it. You want to stick to the run, but if you have two backup corners playing or three backup corners, whatever it is, continue to pass the ball. Be aggressive. They started running the ball, and then they started getting stupid penalties, and they got in third and longs, third and nine, third and eight versus like third and three, third and four, third and five. It's just stupid. Why take your foot off the gas pedal offensively? Same as the defense, how they did. I didn't understand that. And then that stupid timeout they called. I mean, look, you have to trust Stafford. This is, I believe, his 11th year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, he was executing He was executing really well during the game. Every time he snapped the ball, we'd always snap it at two or one. He always waited. You have to trust. That's just the way he is. He does it every year. Trust your quarterback. Don't call fucking timeout. Trust me, your quarterback. Let me hop onto that. And that pissed me off so much. And you explained that perfectly, saying how 11-year quarterback who the Detroit Lions have been praising about, like praising about Matt Patricia, quote-unquote said, we are blessed to have Matthew Stafford as our quarterback. And you're trying to tell me you can't trust your 11-year quarterback to snap the ball when the, like, that he's not going to hit the zero? Like, you really trust, if you trust your quarterback, you're, you're not really, like, that pissed me off so much, man. Come on. Stafford, every single reason to be pissed off on that play. Every single reason. Because that play was perfect for it, too. A third and five play, they had the first down. The game was over. The play, yeah. it, was, it was a very good play call to J.D. McKissick. Right. Well, It looked it, like a touchdown, to be honest. No one was even it, near him. It, that, that probably would have been a touchdown. And, and I'm hoping that this was a learning, a learning moment for Bevel and Patricia. To you know, never yeah, do but, some shit like that again. That's, oh, that's, why, I, that's, that's what I'm hoping. 
Um, yeah. This was definitely a learning that's, experience. That's, 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 I mean, that's not a easy learning experience, though, man. It's, this is the regular season now. This is not preseason football anymore, man. You have to clean up all this. This is not rookie season Matt Patricia anymore. This is year two Matt Patricia. You are all in and trying to win games. You're trying to compete for a division right now. You're trying to compete for playoffs. You're trying to change the culture, right? Yeah. Don't do the same shit that's been going on for the last past years where people call the same old lines. I hate that saying. But that's, that play right there was the same old lines play right there. And if, you're, if you really want to change this culture and you want to win division games, you got to beat a team like the Arizona Cardinals. I don't care. You played the game perfectly. Continue to play the game perfectly. Play a, four, a full game. Give me four quarters. I don't want a three and a half quarters. I don't want three quarters. I want a full football game. And you mentioned it too. They took their pedal off the gas. But I am all right. Conserve time. You know, you want to kill the, you know, kill the time so the Arizona Cardinals cannot come back in this game. I understand it. They played it well, honestly. I was actually, you know, happy with it. Brad and CJ Anderson had some pretty good runs in that, um, you know, one of the last few drives where they could have just juiced the clock. Um, you know, they, they played it well, man. And, and they had the perfect play call on third and five. Your 11-year veteran quarterback. And just not trusting him pissed the hell out of me, man. You just don't let that happen. And this is not your one of Matt Patricia. So that's a hard let go. And I know it's a learning experience, but, like, that's just, like, I, I, I can't say that's a learning experience, man. Like, I get it, it is, but, like, <laughs> it's not an easy pass, man. Like, I can't let that go. Look, man, I, did, ah, I am suffering. It's hard to take. Like, uh the reason why I said that, you know, hopefully it's a learning experience because I'm just hoping that they never do some shit like that ever again. Like, hopefully it's like not, the first and last time. You're be fired time. if he does that again. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely fired. We'll but be like, oh, again. media. Well, we had other chance to. They're kicking themselves. They're they're watching this film. They're like, why the fuck did we call a timeout? They're they're angry at themselves. Yeah. Trust me. You know, you say all that bullshit to the media, but in, internally, bro, they know they messed up. Yeah, they 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 know. And then before I just kick it off with a bunch of, you know, stuff that I did not like, I want to start off with some positive stuff. Some stuff that I did like um, in this game. Um, Matthew Stafford played like Matthew Stafford um, in this game. You know, as far as, yeah, he, he played, he played, I'm not going to say he played phenomenal. I'm not going to say he played great because, I was you know, impressed. yeah, I mean, Stafford played like, like, not, he ain't played like last year's Stafford. He played like the 2017 Stafford, you know, 2000, you know, around that 2016 Stafford. So, yeah, you know, he's not going to be perfect on all his passes, but, you know, he made tough throws. You know, play to win. Yeah, you played to win. I mean, there was that one play that could have destroyed his whole night, and the oh, media yeah. would have crushed him for it. Yeah. That was a bad pass. <laughs> if Brock would have caught the interception, it would have been awful. I'm talking about awful. I'm talking about he would have been crucified by, oh, yeah. by fans, by the media. So thankfully he didn't catch that ball. But besides that one pass, Stafford looked like Stafford. Another positive, big positive with the game is TJ Hawkinson. And I went on my social media to talk about TJ Hawkinson because I just want to let everybody know that, wow, <laughs> I was wrong about this guy. Mm-hmm. And Pierre, you were right about this guy. This guy definitely is special. He's definitely special. When I watched him in college, I was like, this kid can be Gronk. I mean, it's still early, but we saw yesterday what he could do. He could block. He gets yeah. open easily. Yeah. Just, he gets in the red zone. You know, like even like even in the red zone, like he feels Stafford. Him and Stafford are on the connection. Yeah. He saw so, Stafford scrambling. He moved around a little and caught the touchdown. Exactly. 
like the things with what Hawkinson's doing at this early, at this early, this first game, he's doing stuff like this. It definitely impressed me. It it just shows that there is a bright future it's having TJ Hawkinson on the team. That that's that's this is a bright future. Um, another thing that impressed me as well was Danny Mendola. Besides him not mm. stepping out of bounds, I'm not even gonna talk about that. But besides that play, um, he was pretty clutch. I mean, he had 13 targets, seven receptions for 104 yards, and one touchdown. I think this is probably Danny Amendola's, you know, best game in a while because he didn't have he had pretty solid games in Miami, but I don't think he had any games like this in a while. So this was good to see Danny Amendola being clutch as far as being a top target for Stafford. Going to the defensive side, Rashad Melvin impressed mm. the hell out of me. Rashad Melvin, countless pass breakups. He just was a dog, and you could tell that they were targeting him because they didn't target – I think they targeted Slay one time. Um, Slay completely shut down his side. Melvin did what he had to do on his side. So it looks like our cornerback our, – our two cornerbacks look great as far as what we have, so that's that's positive. Um, Coleman, he looked good out there. You know, he had his ups and downs, but he, you know, mainly looked good out there. So that's yep. another positive in the defensive side. Uh, probably the MVP of the game. I'm not going to talk about that right now. But and Tracy Walker um, played lights out this game as well. So we had a lot of a lot of good individual plays in this game. Oh, I didn't even talk about Devon Kennard, how he balled out with, with his three sacks. Um, we had a lot of great individual plays in this game that – is that made me a little optimistic about you know that tie because I could take some good stuff, some positive, and say okay, if they could build off the positive, things could look look better. Versus last year when everything just looked bad, like the yeah. whole game just looked bad, and then they couldn't take I, I couldn't take nothing from last year's first um first home game. I couldn't take nothing from that, but this year there is some stuff that I could take from this game. So they they look good first three quarters. This Lions team looked promising. Well, I have something about players that didn't stood out, but I wouldn't be worried about these guys. The defensive line in general as a whole, they didn't really stand out. But if you look at it, these guys haven't practiced. Um, they didn't really play that much in the preseason. Snacks Harrison didn't really practice that much or play in the preseason. Like during training camp, Trey Flowers, I mean, he just had his full practice on Friday and they threw him in there. He was a little rusty, you could tell. Mike Daniels just joined the team. You know, I mean, he, he was also, they gave him some time off. Those guys need, need to step up. They, they need to be better. And I'm sure they will. I'm not worried about those. What I'm worried about is on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Um, and you are right, Malcolm. You said you're not worried about the interior line. I'm worried about the tackles. Well, the tackles, what can I say? Played like shit. They <laughs> both, I mean, it's true. They both gave up, what, seven pressures, I believe. There's seven each. Man, seven pressures each. And then what did uh, Decker was like? How many penalties he have? Four. four. Yeah, four. Four penalties for for Taylor Decker. He was probably <sighs> Taylor fucking Decker. Like like it's <laughs> Taylor fucking Decker, man. Like he's a captain, and and I had high hopes for this guy. And the thing is, him being a first round pick. Like, I had a feeling, like, hopefully he could step it up. This is year four. Man, he hasn't been the same since that injury. I don't know this, what's up, man. It's year four. And this is, this is. I mean, I know we played against some really good edge rushers. 
But it's not going to get easier from here. No, it's, it's not. not. It's, 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 it's going to get a lot harder from here. It's, it's going to get harder. Gonna, we, played we played an old man, T-Sizzle, and Chandler Jones is a dog. But, like, I'm talking about, like, we got some way better competition. Just talk about next week. Guy. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Like we're we, gonna, we'll get into the next podcast more, but yeah, yeah. But it's just like what's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's gonna get harder from here. So if they do not step it up. Yeah, I, I guarantee just, you that Stafford is gonna lead the league in the most QB pressures, getting pressured the most. If these two tackles do not step it up, and guess what? What's gonna happen when Stafford's getting pressured? He's not gonna look as good if he's getting pressured as, as much as he's getting pressured. We gotta keep Stafford clean. And these tackles are not helping. And it, this this goes back to two pods ago when I said that these guys have to step it up. Um, I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know, Tyler. <laughs> you yeah. seem frustrated with everything. I don't think you have anything positive to say about this game because you just okay, seem frustrated. Like, well, can I say one thing about Decker though? One thing, he Go did great it. out as a best run blocker, but it, it's Boy, still unacceptable what he did in the field. Oh, no, I, I don't. I don't care about that. I don't. I don't care about that. I, don't I know it's that. unacceptable what he did in the past game. I mean, next week, next week's gonna be scary, man. I, I, I saw a clip. I was watching a little of the film. I saw a clip where they put Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram next to each other, and they destroyed that side of the line. I forgot what side it was, but it was against the Colts. They put Ingram and Bosa next to each other. If we have that, this this is gosh. This is worry about that the next pod. This pod, please, Tyler. Yeah. Um, what's what's going on with your boy Decker, man? I don't even want to talk about Tyler Decker right now. I just want to talk about the positives, actually. Or oh, you got, you, so you do have some no, positives? No, okay. No, no, no. no. I, I want to talk about the positive you said. So the positives you said were, you know, they were, they they earned it. You know, they played well. It's just like these positives are not like easy. Like I I can't swallow these positives right now. It's like I'm not like accepting these positives right now just because we tied to the Arizona Cardinals and that's just so unacceptable to me because like it, it is because this schedule is just gonna get tougher, man. Like this was a must win football game. Like I know it's the first game of the season and this was must win football, man. Like I know we got the Chargers coming in like. Nothing to it, man. They had to win this football game. Like, and it looked like it was going to happen. You know, I was hoping that after the first three quarters, it looked like it was going to be a good game that we could just talk about, look at the positives, get onto this tough schedule, and maybe look forward to a potential three and two after this tough five games. This was just that one game that they needed in that first five games because these first five games are brutal, brutal. Look, yeah, got- I know they're brutal, but let's take it like week by week because injuries week happen. Week by week, but I'm just saying that this is it's, it's a brutal stretch of games, man. Like this is a game where you cannot fall to a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback. You had the perfect game plan. See, this is different. It's not like the Lions started slow in this game and then just um, started slow and then they figured out Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. It was the exact opposite, and. You know, I thought maybe if the Lions were to struggle in this game, or I had no doubts at all they would struggle in this game, which, you know, they did towards the end of the game. If they were going to struggle, I thought it would be at least in the beginning where we don't know what at all Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray is going to do because you mentioned in the last podcast, they're kind of a mystery. We know nothing exactly about them. All we had was preseason film. But you know what they did? They played them beautifully the first three, first three quarters. There's no reason the Lions should have blew a lead in this game. And if, like I said, if the Lions were to ever 
not leading this football game, they had no reason not to lead this football game. But if there was ever a time where they were not leading the football game, it would have to be the very beginning of the game, where the Lions just don't know anything about the Arizona Cardinals. And there's like that could be an excuse. This is not an excuse to blow a game to the Arizona Cardinals. There's really no excuse. I can't. Like, I can't get this to pass. I really cannot. This is, like, it's unacceptable, man. It really is. If you're trying to, you know, tell me you're trying to compete for a division, you're trying to tell me you're competing for the playoffs, things are different, trying to change the culture, you got to beat this team. And that's just straight up, you got to start off the season hot versus a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. And it's, just, it's not an easy pass for me. Like, I can't give this a pass. Yeah, yeah it's tough. I, I agree with you. As far as we... This is definitely a game that we should have won. Um, and maybe, like I said earlier, maybe this is going to be a learning experience. If Maybe they're going to learn. Like, if you have a 24-6 lead, maybe they're going to know in the future not to take their foot off the gas pedal. Like, I'm going to just give you an example of a team that just never took their foot off the gas pedal, no matter what the score was. And that was the damn Ravens versus the damn Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Winning football teams do, man. The whole game. They didn't care what the score was. At one point, the score was, I believe, it was like 20, it was like, it was like 30, 35 to 3. And they ran a fake punt. Fake punt. Yeah. <laughs> they I ran a it. fake I punt. I love it. I love that. That's like, what good football like, teams do, man. It was like, look, we're not, we're going to get another first down. We're going to try to put up more points. And that's what Patricia hopefully is going to learn to do. And what, what they did to mess up in the fourth quarter is they gave Kyler Murray a clean pocket. And I told you, if you give Kyler Murray a clean pocket, he is a pretty good quarterback. And then if you're going to let him dump off, you know, five routes here, or five yards here, five yards here, five yards here, five yards here, he's going to take that all day. And that's what he did in the fourth quarter. They didn't really, he didn't really complete that many deep passes. You know, he completed one to fit, probably two to Fitzgerald, which was pretty deep passes. Um, but besides that, he was dumping it off. And that's what, the, that's what we were giving him. So, they just they gave him a clean pocket and he took advantage of it. You should have kept pressuring him from the start yeah, to wanna, finish. I want to add something to that. One matchup I didn't hold like. Up, hold, I up, hold up, hold up, Peter. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll get into your what you gotta say. Every guy looks better and feels more confident when he puts on the suit. There is one problem. Guys keep buying generic off-the-rack suits. That's why Blue Wire is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing deal on a new suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Looking to get married? They have tons of options for those looking to outfit their wedding party. It is so easy to get started. Visit a stylist at one of the Indochino's 40 showrooms in North America and have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Intronino.com. This week, the Pride Podcast listeners can get any premium Indochino suits just for $369 at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a premium 
made to measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Europe. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd pick up the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and then you pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important where you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're that kind of guy that likes to bet on a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how your bet is, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ang today. You play, you win, you get paid. And we're back. Go ahead, Pierre. One thing I didn't really like as much is having Tracy Walker on Fitzgerald. Tracy Walker can cover. He was with Larry Fitzgerald stride for stride. But I'd rather put my best corner on Larry Fitzgerald. And they did that. Once Fitz caught those two passes, they took Slay and they put him on there. Then they went at Slay and they got an incomplete pass. But I don't like putting a safety on Larry Fitzgerald. I don't understand that. Especially under that shorthand on wide receivers. And I love Walker. I love Tracy Walker. I think he's going to be a great player. He's going to be a star. He played great. But it's not fair for him to be guarding Larry Fitzgerald. He's a safety. He's not a corner. Yeah. And the reason why that happened is personal personal, personal reasons. Oh, yeah. And then, like Patricia said, he's like, we we trust Tracy Walker. We just didn't get pressure. And that's what happens when we don't get pressure. Because Kyler was sitting there all day. And then you had a 40-yard bomb. And Tracy Walker was all over him. But it's just not fair, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, stuff like that happens sometimes when personnel doesn't match up exactly how it is. Like, as far as real-life football is different from, like, a video game. You know when we play Madden? Right, right, right. You see the personnel, what the offense picks, and you're like, okay, they're picking a four-wide receiver set. Let me match them and put a dime set. It's different. They They don't have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, um, another thing I thought that we didn't mention for the good stuff, I thought Jelani Tavai did solid for his rookie debut. Oh, he did damn good. Got a sack. Yeah, and I also thought Jalen Reeves maybe another than that one catch he gave up to David Johnson, which is pretty hard to stumbled. cover David Johnson. He stumbled. Johnson. He stumbled. Yeah, I mean, he was with him, but he, it's pretty hard. I mean, other than that play, I thought he played well, too. All right, I haven't been positive this whole podcast, but I'll give you one. I'll give you one. You guys have been sleeping on him this whole podcast. I'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned him. Christian Jones, man. He looked oh, yeah, he was good. He was good, He was knocking yeah. the ball down. He was getting good pressure, man. Like, I was, I was trying to be the negative Nancy this whole podcast, but, like, I couldn't. You guys were sleeping on him too much, man. I had to mention Christian yeah. Jones. Yeah, he's Christian sleep- Jones was great. He's such a sleeper on this team, man. Yeah, he, he really is. is. And, go ahead. You guys can continue. Yeah, with I your- think the linebackers in secondary were, like, were good. I get the linebackers probably like an AA, secondary AB, but the, the D-line, they don't really get as much pressure, man. Yeah, our money man, Trey Flowers. Well, I'm not worried about that. Like I said, it's just... I'm just saying this week, man. Like, that's our money man. And, yeah. You no, know, it, just, it just upsets me because this Arizona Cardinals o- offensive line is not good. And we made him look, you know, not bad. We made him look like a solid offensive line, honestly. Kind of like... Their offensive line in that second half kind of looked like what I expected the Lions' offensive line to be. Just kind of like hold pressure for their quarterback for a few seconds, give him time. Um, 
for his wide receivers to get open. And it's just it's it's it was it was disgusting, man. I was not impressed at all. Yeah. We were rushing four, then to Kyler Murray just had all day. I don't know what they were doing. I, you know, Snacks took a lot of the blame. You know, he went on Twitter and said that this loss is on him. He got he got manhandled, just so he yeah, said. Um, it, it was a tough game for Snacks. It was a tough game for Snacks. I mean, he had a few better balls, but you didn't generate any pressure. And I'm I'm with you, Tyler. I'm pretty damn upset that um, $16 million man Trey Flowers didn't get any pressure at all um, on Kyler Murray's game. I believe he had one pressure. Uh, and there was another play where it pissed me off. He, he like he didn't set the edge. It was that one run. You don't play. It was. It, it, man, the thing is, he like I expect what Devon Kennard did, what what DK did. I expect that to be you know what Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers. You know? Yeah, I agree, man. But You're uh, fair though. His, his full practice pass rusher, man. Right, but his full practice like was on Friday, and that's the first time he practiced fully this entire year. He's always been limited. So he had his full participation on Friday. He's coming off surgery. He he's a little rust. He he'll be fine though. I'm not really yeah. like it's not a big concern for me because we've seen what he's done in this system. We run the same system as New England, very yeah. similar. I mean, to be optimistic, um, a lot of good teams do struggle week one. Week one is never their best. Is is never you know teams that, best football. That, that, that is that is true, man. Like um, I, I hate to say it, but like you know. New Orleans Saints lost to Tampa last, Bay last Tampa year. Bay last year, exactly. Um, yeah. Not making an excuse. This ah, this is a yeah. game that we should have won. This is a game no we should have won. But, no excuse. But teams, good teams, week one, they're never playing their best football. Right. Um. So there, there's hope. There's, there's, I don't want people to say, oh, I'm done with this team. Um. I'm done, you know, with Patricia, done with Stafford. Everybody makes mistakes. Patricia, Bevel, they made a mistake Um. week one. <sighs> More than a mistake. They, they, made, they made a mistake week one. Um, Taylor Decker, there, there is a possibility that he could turn it around. And the reason why I'm saying that is because they're running a completely different blocking scheme than they did last year or in the year before. It's a completely different blocking scheme. So hopefully, that's the reason why he's struggling. I am hoping. Because I, I, I'm hoping that he figures this out because if he... And Wagner does not figure this out. This will be a very, very, very long season. And I'm just yeah. saying it like that. Yeah, it's going to be because of those two. Yeah. They I have to. Uh, and we've seen Taylor Decker play well, and we've also seen it's, Wagner it's, play it's well. Been a, it's been a damn long time since we've seen Taylor Decker play well. Maybe yeah. what is rookie season? Yeah, it was I mean, rookie. last year he was okay. Like, he wasn't as bad as today. What? Okay, yeah, I mean, sure. as he, yesterday. Okay, he was oh, at Greg Robinson about, level man? yesterday, man. Yeah, yesterday was really like, bad. But... The, like, yeah, okay, yeah, he wasn't. As, he hasn't been as bad as yesterday. And you know, it's sad. You know, sometimes a bad game gets you motivated, and you're like, holy shit, I, I got to get my game on. I got to I thought he was motivated from becoming captain, man. I thought that would have motivated him enough. Nope. Um, And the sad <laughs> thing is we have nobody to replace him. Oh, we, we have got nobody. Cyril Crosby. We can't, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> We have nobody to replace this guy. If something like if he is playing terrible, it's like he did yesterday. We can't just say, okay, just set this one out. Just set this one out real quick, and just you know, maybe today's not your night. We don't have that guy to do that. That's 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 the scary part. But I guess I'm hoping he figures this out. Now we're talking a lot about Taylor, Taylor Decker. There's another guy who completely destroyed this game for us, and I like the guy. 
I liked him. You know, he was injured last year. You know, his name is Jamal fucking Agnew, man. What <laughs> the fuck happened, man? I tried to hit him with the juke juke. <laughs> and we're saying a lot of, we're dropping a lot of F-bombs this game, this, this pod, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You're going to have to add a few bleep bombs in this time. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Jamal Agnew, man. What happened? I fumbled three or four times a day, but... What? Like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, you look good at, you look good in, in preseason. Like, I mean, he had the muff punt week three, too. In yeah, he did, but he looked awful. Like, he doesn't look like a return guy. He had the muff punt. He had his, his, his stats... His punt return stats with a point, a negative point four yard average, negative point four yard average. That means he didn't get a. That, that means he didn't even get one yard average. You know um, what time it is for? Uh, it's time to put the new and uh, improved number thirty one at that position. Thank you. I was about to say that. <laughs> right, the, new, the, the, the new and improved thirty one. By the way, I should say. I, I'm just saying, like he did not look good at all in special teams. Um, and in kick return, he looked any better. And kick return, he didn't look any better. Um, it, it just looked. I don't. I don't know if it's an injury. If he's still, if he's still battling that injury, or if he's still, if that injury's still on his mind, I don't know what it is. You but you tell his confidence just not there. It, you used to see it when he ran, like he ran with swagger. You just see it now. It's just like it's not there, man. It was swagger. The, swag the first yeah. guy, the first man, ta- is tackling him. The first guy that comes to Agnew is tackling him. Business. They should bench him or like rotate him, try to get him motivated a little, you know. The new I mean, they have Ty already. Johnson, you have Danny Amendola, you have some options. Uh, JD McKissick, they yeah. have some options. They need, they need to, they need to figure this out because that's not acceptable. Uh, we lost this game because of three-headed monsters. And then Sam Martin was having a great day, right? And then his protection, which is not his fault. It gets his protection breaks down. We get a blocked punt. That's like when you're pinning them deep. They're trying to tie the game, I believe. Then I forgot. Were, were they tying the game or that one punt? Yeah, Will Harris, Will Harris. protection. The protection blew up. But I'm saying, like, you pinned them deep, man. They would have had to work at the field, and they were struggling to move the ball. And this is why Tyler did you say that he shouldn't be active in these games? Who Will Harris? Yeah. I, I did say that. This is a or, like step. I, yeah, or I said he should not have like a big role on this team, which you know he's not having really a role. So it's kind of like what I expected a little bit, I guess. Yeah, but man, that's a lot of responsibility right now because yeah, he... John uh, Bomingo, whatever our special teams coordinator is, man, that guy needs to get his shit together for real. I don't like having bad special teams. That's on the coordinator. The coordinator sets up these plays, sets up the the blocking was awful in the kicks. They had two holding calls. Um. It was just awful execution. I don't know how they set up their plays, but there are ways to set up plays and blocks. And that guy just had an awful game plan. Awful. Matt Prater was the only bright spot, and Sam Martin when his punt wasn't blocked. Sam Martin how, looked back how about to de- How about death in Texas? I mean, dude, come on. Flamingo, <laughs> <laughs> I think they call him Boaz Shore. I don't know. John, I think it's John Benamango. But, yeah. He's from Central he just, Michigan. I know that. Yeah, he, needs, he was our coordinator before, and he just... It was bad. Special teams was bad. There's no way to say it. All right. So that is a, a wrap to doing the post game. Let's just get into two more topics I want to get into. Let's start off with Oopsie Doopsie because there's a few candidates for this t- this week. And oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's um, All right. Let's start off with my few candidates first. So we got uh, 
our head coach Matt Patricia. Go with offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. Go yeah, with, that, he should get it. We'll, go, well, we'll see. We'll go with cornerback Jamal Agnew. We'll oh, wait, with, never mind. He should get it. And we have offensive tackle Taylor Decker in the Oh, shit, this is right. hard as hell. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a tough one this week. But um, I'm going to go with Daryl Bevel, like you said, in the first one, your first guess. Uh, I mean, I thought his I offense. I thought Bevel called the heck of a game. No, yeah, I thought his offense was balling, but he's the reason why we lost this game. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a tie. We lost this game. So he's the reason why we lost this game. I know um, I thought his offensive game plan was nice. See, the thing with Taylor Decker, as bad as he was, he wasn't the reason why we lost this game. Jamal Agnew, as, well, as bad as he was, you could have arguably said he was the reason why we lost this game because he gave up the three points. But, um, you know, I think this falls on Daryl Bevel, man. You trust your 11-year veteran quarterback in the situation, man. Like, how do you not trust your – I said it earlier. I'm not going to go repeat myself again. But um, trust your quarterback, man. And I know you're new to this, you know, football team. I know this is your first game as the Detroit Lion. That shit doesn't fly with me, bro. You don't – you trust your 11-year quarterback. This isn't Marcus Mariota. This isn't a rookie quarterback. I'm sorry, I don't know why I specifically called out Marcus Mariota, but you guys know what I mean. A below-average quarterback. So – This is your fault. It's only one fucking person's fault, and it's you, you fucking gnome, you freak. Zero bevel, man. You're the reason why we lost this game. This game was one. This game was one. And you're my oopsie doopsie of the week. So, Daryl Bevel, you have one oopsie doopsie of the week for week one. And an unacceptable tie, which is gross to say, to the Arizona Ooh. Cardinals. Um, man, that's tough. That's, that's real tough. I don't 100% agree with you with that. And that's neither. tough. I don't. That, that's because the defense, they let Kyle Murray, fourth quarter in overtime, they let Kyle Murray get 283 yards on him. So it's more than Bevel. No, yeah, but they they had the game. The game was over, man. They did, but that, again, that the t- defense that t- allowed t- Kyler Murray. He lost the momentum for the football team. Well, he he did, but then also you got to look at what the defense were doing as far as they stopped pressuring Kyler Murray. Because even if he would have you know kept the game plan offensively the same, if the defense would have kept doing that, we probably still would have lost. The defense should have not been in that situation, though, man. Defense shouldn't have been in that situation. The game right. was over. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's Bevel. I'm not changing my opinion on it. <laughs> I'm not, no, it's not, your I'm segment. Not, not, it's your change. thing. You can no, say no. it's Bevel. I don't agree with you, but that's <laughs> your segment. It's your thing. Bevel. I'm not telling you to change but maybe, the, maybe we have some positive news. Let's go into the uh, baller of the week. All right. There is, uh, there's three candidates. Is Joe Bevel in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is not. Matthew Stafford. He was 27 for 45, 385 yards, and three touchdowns. Very good candidate. Another one is TJ Hawkinson. Six, rece- six receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Right, and another he won. one is Devon Kennard. He had three sacks. I believe Homecoming. four tackles for a loss. And um, four QB pressures or something like that. And the one I'm giving it to is because I didn't expect this type of game out of a rookie tight end. He did really good in the running game. Good blocking. I mean, just that one play, they had him swing like from like the right to the left. And he, on that touchdown pass to Amendola, I think it was Suggs or was it Jones? I'm not sure. 
But he literally went to the other side and blocked the heck out of Suggs or Jones. I'm, I forgot which one it was. It was Chandler. It was Chandler, I think. And then Stafford threw a nice ball to uh, Dola. Dola was, like, wide open. It was a touchdown. But that was a great play by the rookie. Just as a rookie, like, when you do this play as a rookie, you don't expect it out of a tight end. They're trusting their tight end to, to do that, which is amazing to me. As a rookie tight end, that's asking a lot. And then... And the running game, man, he could block. Dude could block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we got a star. Like we got a star in the making. Yeah, as I said, the, the future is the future is bright with Hawkinson. Um, definitely for sure. I think the future is bright with him. He is. I didn't see this coming. I can tell you that for sure. Um, and if I did see it coming, I didn't think it was going to be this quickly. I didn't think he was going to be able to perform like this. This from from day one. Because well, so, you guys saw an other other, other rookie uh, tight end from. Well, yeah, ago. I was going by the I was going by history, you know. But um, wow, um, he definitely showed out. As far as you know, this guy might he has a shot to be rookie of the year. That's crazy for a tight yeah. end. I also thought this kid wasn't going to do anything. And then I went I went to go watch him in camp a couple of times. I was like, damn, all this guy does is make plays in camp. I mean, they put everyone on. They put a safety, a linebacker. No one could cover him. That's why I said in my in the last podcast, you guys were listening. I said I think Hoxton's going to have a big game. They have no one to match up against him, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I what I wish happened, and I, I don't mean to go back back about this game. Um, I wish they would have targeted the receivers more. Yeah, I the outside see, receivers. See the cornerbacks were man. Yeah, and Byron Murphy had a nice game. Yeah, the cornerbacks they they played a lot better than we thought they did, but they didn't touch him enough, man. As far as Marvin Jones, he had four targets, four catches. Why didn't the we keep? Too. Why yeah? Why didn't we keep targeting Marvin? You know, um, Kenny Galladay. You know, he had four catches. He had nine targets, but we didn't target these guys. Like we didn't attack this depleted secondary at all. I agree, hundred percent, hundred ten percent, and. This is totally off topic. I just didn't want to end off the. I just want to end off the top, like the podcast on this. It's just that, um, you remember that one third place? So we called the timeout, and it's still third and five because obviously Patricia said he didn't want to delay a game because he was worried that Matthew Stafford was not. Gonna oh, I know you're going to say this was a stupid play. What was the play call there, man? Like, trust. You want to know what it was? You have your. Two thir- I know the momentum's gone after that. Matthew Stafford was pissed off. <laughs> he was really pissed, yeah. Yeah, he, he was pissed off. But, like, yeah, you invested to two third-down targets this year for Matthew Stafford. Tight end TJ Hawkinson, who you just said not too long ago, was a mismatch all day. I just don't know what the play call was there, man. It was just I, – I, I probably – I have to assume the money was just completely gone from them. This is why they just kind of threw up a random play up there. Do you know like, what that like, play like, was, though? <laughs> That play was called was it? turnover. It was for verticals. It was a hell mary. They it ran for verticals. It's called. It's called turn. Let's turn over the ball and give it to Kyler Murray. That's what that play was called. And like, then like, was, like, so kind of was that? Seth was so frustrated. He just threw it as far as he could. He literally just chucked the ball so deep. You, I mean, you saw it. I like. He just looked pissed off, man. Yeah, he I mean, chucked the ball deep. R- then he goes to the so. sidelines and lets the coaching staff hear it. Which I'm. I'm happy with that because everyone says Stafford is so emotion. He's not a leader and all that shit. Man, he was pissed, and I was happy to see that. It was, it was oh, tough. I, I was ho- I was hoping he wouldn't have to be pissed off. Well, right, but like, sure. it's Not nice this to game. see some emotion out of him. You know what I mean? All I right, was so happy. Let's let's just kick it off to some NFC North news. Uh, 
Last year, the Chicago Bears were so dumb, so we have to respect the division champs. And you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back saying, wait, 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 wait. Chicago Bears is cute, okay? Vikings are cute. Lions, yeah. I got this. The boogeyman is back, and the expectations for the Green Bay Packers are through the roof. I would say don't forget about the Lions as well. All right. Um, as far as the NFC North, I'm just going to break down the standings right now. So right now we have the Packers. Um, they're leading the NFC North in first place with a 1-0 record. Vikings is in second place with a 1-0 record. The Detroit Lions is in third place. We're now in last. Thank God. Um, we wow. are with the 0-0-1 record. And then Bears down and really down. Um, Bears are in fourth place in the division um, with an 0-1 record. Now, with the NFC North, it's, it's, it's kind of funny as far as where everything is playing out right now. Right now, the Packers, um, they didn't look really good offensively, and neither did the Bears. I'm not sure if it was because their defense, both defenses were on point, or if maybe their offense, both offenses were just not in sync. We'll see that in week two, see what happens. Um, the Vikings look like the only complete team in the division so far from week one. They showed up, they showed up and showed out as far as what they did against the Falcons. Um, just showing what a good football team does and what I wish, what I envision this team to be. I'm going to just tell you, just show you what the Viking stats look like. Kirk Cousins was 8 for 10. He only threw 10 passes that game um, for 98 yards and a touchdown. Um, Cook had 21 attempts for 101 rushing yards with two touchdowns. Their backup running back, um, Madison. Um, he balled out as well. Nine nine attempts for forty nine yards. I like and that. They put, they put up they put up twenty eight points with Kirk Cousins only only throwing ten passes. That's I was just. I, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask. Did I hear that correctly? Ten passes. He threw. Wait. He was eight for ten for ninety eight yards and one touchdown. And they put up twenty eight points. All four quarters, he only threw ten passes. He threw ten passes. That's interesting. I'm just that saying is, that's, that is that's crazy. Good football teams. That's that's what good football teams do. When you want to take pressure off a quarterback, you you lower their attempts, and that's what Seattle does with Russell Wilson. This okay. this is how the good. This is how you mass. And if they have any flaws, you lower their attempts. You run the hell of this football, and you lower their attempts. And they put up 28 points with him throwing 10 passes. And this 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 is what good football teams do. So as of right now, from what I see, as far as the most complete team in the NFC North right now is the Minnesota Vikings. Now. This is the this is the funny thing with our with the standings right now. Next week, Green Bay Packers play the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. If we win next week, we will automatically be in second place in the division. We have a chance to be in second place in the division next week. So that's some positive news you can take from the game. And that is it with NFC North News Europe. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode forty of the Pride Podcast. Very disappointing tie. That doesn't even slip, slip off the tongue. Really I want well. to add something, actually. Can we get rid of the stupid tie rule? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Um, they should do it like college. I think college has... I think college mastered overtime. I don't overtime like game. college. I think college is too easy. It's like 30. I think you should work your way there. But, like, they should... How about a field goal second kicking contest? Second overtime. I would yeah, destroy field- everyone. I would have field goal kicking contest. I would no, love second that. overtime, third overtime, like whatever. Yeah. Just keep this going. Game, yeah, the game should end. These guys would die. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine there's a five or like a five overtime game? Well, like, I'm just saying, ties they are just, would die. They'll they pass gotta, out. They field. gotta figure out something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, man. I mean, I don't know. 
They do. I mean, ties suck. It's it's it's, it's a really bad feeling because you feel like you lost. But when I was looking deeper into it, technically we didn't. It's not a loss no. because instead of having a zero winning percentage, it's, you have a point five winning percentage. Oh, but it's not a win. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just end. If you don't, if something's gonna win, like if you don't win, <laughs> oh, it just sucks. Tie, loss, He's, winning. You, got, you, you, gotta, win. you gotta hear me out. You gotta hear me out with this one. If we get nine wins. That means the team above it, they have to get 10 wins. They can't match a nine-win season because if we get nine wins, we're ahead of them. I agree. So we get 10, if we get 10 wins with this, with this, draw, with this tie, the other teams in MC North, they got to get 11 wins. Because if they get 10 wins, we're ahead of them. So this could play out in our favor, to be honest. It's better... It's better than a loss. It is a good point. Trust- I didn't think of it like that. That's come on point. now. Okay, come on now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving, giving, being optimistic and giving this you some. This is the Arizona Cardinals, man. Like, we were optimistic about the 10-win season, adding the Arizona Cardinals no. as in that WWE I know, story, man. I know. I know. And it's because <laughs> of the on. team that we tied with, which sucks. That's the reason it's why not it the sucks. Chargers. It's not that's the, the reason why. That's the reason why it sucks. Because who we tied with, but. Just in the future, this this tie could work in our favor. Just looking down the road, if they figure things out, this tie could work in our favor. Or it could bite you in the ass. It you could need... definitely bite in the ass. There you oh. go. There you go. It could. I mean, there's both ways it to could. look at it, but it's good to be optimistic right now because it's only it week one. I'm we just lost, saying if a team but there's tied 15 us. games. Yeah, I'm just saying if a team tied us, we will have the upper hand. Right. We will. I... We will, we will be winning. That division, like if we go back to a couple years ago when we were tied with the Green Bay Packers, we were both ten and six. If that situation happens this year, we'll be ten and five and one. They'll be ten and six, and we will be leading the division. But let's just see how this plays out. Let's just, let's just see. Okay. Let's just see how it plays out. It's better than a loss. Is all I'm saying. It's better than a loss. Sure, it's better than a loss, but it feels like a loss. But okay, I, I I'm out, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back Saturday morning when we talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. And if you guys are in town and we'll be in downtown Detroit, look out for us. We will be down there first, the Chargers. So, all gonna we'll be po- there. yeah, we'll post stuff on Instagram where we are and all that. So just keep a lookout and all that. But hope you guys enjoyed. I'm out. Take care, Lions fans. And like Malcolm said, it isn't a loss, but it damn feels like a loss. So I'm out. All right, guys. Peace. Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. This is the D-Line.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The D-Line.com for Detroiters, made by Detroiters. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.